PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. I told Drew and Chris that I'd rap them a song. I broke out my guitar. It didn't take long. They talked directors and actors and factory in a funky plan. A film nerd stuff and box office weekends. Oh, oh, Cinema. Chris Padiso. Chris Andrew. Cinema. Chris Padiso. Settle back and enjoy their news and views. To the movies we go with Chris Crespo and Chris Crespo Radio Show. Everybody likes it. Listen to his shit. Welcome to episode 367 of Cinema Crespediso. I'm your host, Chris Crespo, the Christ Bearer, coming to you in good tidings. Happy birthday, first of all. January 18th was yesterday. We have to say it. Happy birthday, Dave Bautista. Fantastic. It is his birthday. As well as Kevin Costner. Dave Bautista has turned into a nice little character actor. Turned into a nice little tiny character actor of immense stature. Uh, Kevin Costner, as well as we know, uh, on TV now, killing it with the Yellowstone show, Jellystone, Jellystone, whatever it's called. Jellystone Park. So happy birthday to those titans of industry, January 18, a red letter day in birthdays. Uh, and of course, it's our seventh anniversary show. Happy anniversary to you, us. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. We've been doing this for how long now, Chris? Seven years, Shusa Cogburn. Seven short, quick years that I've gone by like that. Can you believe it? No, obviously not. No. Because it only feels like six and a half. I know. It does to me as well, anyway. I'm sure it does to you as well. It's gone by so quickly. Uh, here we go. Here's a highlight reel. Favorite moments of the last seven years. Go. That was it. Hope you enjoyed that, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Uh, so many great moments throughout time as we talk about uh, movies and uh, entertainment. And entertainment. Well, you know, movies and entertainment and television. That's the meat limit. They have um, entertainment that, that, that's and television. No, that's not us. We do movies, television, and entertainment. We're empty. Gotcha. They're the meat limit. Well, We're the empty limit. Did you really have to add limit there? At the end, I guess not. I was just trying to make a parallel. Just, nah, trying, just trying to throw them a bone. Trying to, get some, trying to get some people to listen to their listen to their show, um, as well as we our other people to listen to our show, Chris. I mean, hopefully they're listening now, uh, as well as they can listen to Chico's Brain and the Major Scale Scotch Good Conversation, Simon Time Trivia Show, Tidbits. I mean, Offcuts. We have all these shows people can listen to. Uh, Rather them off just because they're on a list here in front of me. Did I miss one? I probably did. Sorry, sorry, who I missed. Um, Tom the Beer Guy, yay! Hey! Surprise! Tom's here. How's it going, Tom? Oh, shucks! You guys invited me back again. Yeah, I mean, I was like looking at my uh, my Facebook memories, and uh, for once, 
for once did a good job. I was like, oh yeah, anniversary show. We, yeah. we normally do this. You only invite me because I bring beer. We only invite you because we've been doing it every <laughs> single year. And if we don't do it, we might as well throw the whole show in the garbage, Tom. My old grip stories are getting old. I know they are. Oh man, I'll never stop referencing the, the bags of gasoline. That's oh, fantastic. Good stories. Uh, people can easily go back and just search for anniversary show to listen to those past appearances one of them the first or second one it's like one of the very few episodes where we had a we did a third segment i was like we were having so much fun talking oh. i was like you know what we stopping i gotta pee drew smoking a cigarette we stopping and we do the third segment and then we did a third we'll be back we did a whole third segment uh that's how much fun we have with you tom wow that's why we keep asking you back thank you thank you i'm excited about life that's for sure Damn, and a lot of times it's about beer and it just floats around the beer helps for sure make you get excited about life uh and then also you know we go back to the sbk live days oh that's pre-crespity so we got we got history uh you took me to my favorite right now my favorite indian uh restaurant in town which one? Uh, Wood- Woodlands. Woodlands. You yeah. still go? Uh, no, no. That's the only time I've been. Uh, <laughs> but it's my favorite because I don't go to anyone else. I haven't been to anyone else. And that one was good. Man, was you ought to go. I'm I, there at I once sh- a month anyhow for the last I should. It, it's just that it's on like, kind of the other side of town for me. You know, that's all. Long way to go for some rice and chickpeas. Well, South OBT, you can take care of some other business while you're down there. That's mm-hmm. true. That we, I can go to uh, Cleo, say what's up to Baby Lack. Uh, on the way there, what else can we do? We can go to a uh, Florida Mall. Is that right there? Yeah. No, yeah. Drew, Drew can. Uh, yes, yeah, we're going to school. I can go to school. Drew's gonna go to school there. So Drew go to school. Then we get some Indian food. Then we'll stop and say what's up to Baby Lack with uh with our curry breath. Ah, he'd be so happy. <laughs> I'm sure the strippers would not. Oh, you know what? You're right. <laughs> uh, okay. So it's our seventh anniversary show. We're gonna do. Here's what's on the agenda. Uh. We're going to review some movies. We're going to do our media diets. Got a couple of news stories and a couple of emails. But we're also going to taste test a few beers. You brought some tasting beers. Yeah, you guys know my OBP pretty well. Mm-hmm. I do have a new beer I'm playing with releasing. Actually, I'll tell you about it now. Please um, do. OBP 99. The, yes. the better for you category is really a big deal now. And, yeah. Um, a lot of people, nobody ever asked us how many calories were in OBP. Then all of a sudden, the last couple of years, they, they want, want to know. To know. So Isn't we, it relatively low, the OB, a can of OBP? It's about 160. So a regular, I guess that's not average. Then, right? uh, that's a little high for, it's, you know, it's well high above like Miller Lite and Bud it, and all, of well, those, course. Those but, are light uh, beers. But so. it's in the craft beer realm. But I do reach into the, you know, the regular drinker. So yeah. it just makes sense. And frankly, to drop my OBP to a, from 165 calories to 99 calories, mm-hmm. It's simple as dropping it from five and a half percent alcohol to three and a half percent alcohol. So it's Ooh, just huh? a there you go. It's a low low alcohol, just you know, slamming. <laughs> it's a session beer all day, exactly. <laughs> okay, so but here's the thing though. So it's you got the calorie countdown. That's great, right? And uh, now it's a low alcohol one, so it's a good session beer, right? Which means. I'm drinking more of those things, man. And at the end of the day, this is my own own weakness. This probably end up being more calories. I'm like, man, these things are going down so good. By the end end of the day, I'm sunburnt on the beach, drunk. Well, I am drinking. Very well hydrated, though. (laughs) Very well hydrated. Yeah, you you managed to... What? There we go. You managed to somehow sell me more beer at the end of the day. Yeah. (laughs) 
Like, man, give me another six pack. It's so drinkable. What do we just open? So, a uh, new subject. I'm a beer dork, and I, I love German beer, and good, fresh German beer is really hard to get in Florida. That's true. And Sam's had, no, not Sam's, Costco. Costco had this little thing, a 24, for Christmas. It yeah. was a 24 days of Christmas. It was a case of beer. Okay. One different beer each in day. each, uh, oh. 24 different beers. Oh, and like an advent calendar for, for beer. beer. Oh, yeah. we're getting some, yay! Oh, this one's dark. I didn't recognize oh, that. Right. Yes. These are all German beers I've never heard of. I've never tried any of these beers. Exciting. I've not, well, I'm I'm really hard to please. I've not found them, any of them wonderful, but some of the people i've shared them with have so sure. i'm just a picture well you're much you're much more discerning than than, than others yeah I'm, especially than us so what, we, what does it say drew can you read that i can hardly find a beer i want to drink these days i'm so picky <laughs> it's made by a company called hernbrow mm. and what is that hernbrow is that a j oh it's german as could be man, man i don't even i can't read that bottom Letter because I don't speak German, oh, but it's in German. It's oh, it's German a, it looks like it's a takeoff of Jubilation, and if I'd have looked closer, I'd have known that would have meant it was a fest beer. This is a okay. bigger, bigger, chewier beer. You can tell it's kind of brown and dark. Yep. Uh, at least, yep. at least amber. If not, it's well brown. A uh, little roasty nose, so I can tell there's some roast malt in it. Yes, yeah. there is. You can taste it. Sweet man, a sweet nose too. It smells like malty, malted whoppers. Uh, remember the whopper? Yes, or, malted milk balls, or like uh, Malta Goya, like just a yeah. malt beverage, straight right. up, straight up malt. Which has, yeah, it does smell like Malta. Yeah, which I drink a lot of those, especially on the back end. I'm, oh. I'm getting that very strong. That's a winter warm. Chewy, chewy, chewy. Now the thing, everybody thinks that European beers are so strong, and oh, but they're strong in flavor, but they're not necessarily, not necessarily strong in alcohol because they're meant for drinking, drinking a lot. Right, yeah. right. You know, yeah. we Americans, we just want to blow everything <laughs> up, you know. But uh, they, the Germans, would call this a strong beer at five point six percent alcohol. Okay. And frankly, that's what a OBP is every day of the week. The normal so, OBP. Yeah. You're running run the middle OBPs. So this is their strong beer, and it's it's just one. One point higher than OBP. Well, I think it's enjoyable. It is. It is nice. It's right. drinkable. So, and then, so the 24-pack, were they all it's, big boy cans like this? Yeah, all 16-ounce cans, big old <laughs> monsters, and it was weird. They were coated for like two and a half years away, so they coated it for, I mean, what's it coated on the bottom here? This one's not open. This says expires May 2021. So that is over a year away. That is like a year, and I bought it six months ago, so this beer was coated for two years, which yep. is kind of silly. Yeah, beer shouldn't last two years. That's that is wild. Yeah, it's like, it's like, man, I got this bread from the Inquisition. You want to? How, but how, but how many? How many regular people, like just normal people, who just drink beer? I mean, how many of them actually look at the bottom of their can to see when their beer was brewed? Well, that's I'm, what I want to know. You're not too many, you know. It's it'd be a discerning drinker that yeah. would go that far. And quite honestly, if you show up at Costco in November and they've got a Christmas case, you can take for granted that's pretty. It's pretty probably fresh from last year. Beer. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's it's fresh beer that came in for this season. Yeah. It's it's tough when you see just any import sitting on the any shelf in any given month of the year. It's it's pretty. 
It's pretty scary how yeah. old that beer might be. That's the thing. If I go into a, if I would go into a beer bar when spaces like we have hundreds of beers and they have all these different types on the shelf, I'm like, yeah, it looks interesting. But how like, long has that bottle been there? Yeah, when was the last time someone ordered that one? Let alone the one behind it. Well, there's a couple of protections you can do. One is isolate beers that you know move. Don't get some oddball beer. And if you do want an oddball beer, a way to protect yourself is to buy a higher gravity one, a stronger one, because they generally hold up to age well. Okay. So. They're more fortified in there with the alcohol. Yeah, as soon as you hit in seven and a half percent alcohol, that's a beer that'll start actually improving with age. Okay, because people do age beers, right? Uh, One time, uh, uh, our boy Ed, uh, uh, where is it? Half Wall Brewery. Oh yeah, that's awesome. No, yeah, he uh, he came over once and he brought over a beer. He very proudly was like, "Yeah, I've had this since uh, since 1945 or something like that." It was like some old beer. I was like, "All right, let's do it." And he poured that. That was black, black, like molasses. So like that table over there was black. Wow. And uh, very, like, you described this as chewy, man. That thing was sludgy. Uh, was like, oh, this is <laughs> full of flavor. Thick. You could spread this on a. A piece of toast. Piece of toast, man. This is good, thick Bach beer, like a double Bach. Is, well, this uh, is fast beer, well, chewy, high calories. Whoa, really high calories. You can bet in this because beer. of uh, you can tell by the darkness of it, just, right? So uh, that, not that, the darkness. Is that a pretty just, good indicator. No, the the, the no. color really. I mean, like coffee's black and has no calories, and that's what like, but, but like uh, liquor, the richness. Though, right? The, nope, that's just cogeners from wood. There's no calories attached yeah, to that I either. Thought, I thought it was from like sugars, like a, the caramel coloring could be from like now, the sugars aren't, vodka. The sugars aren't necessarily colored, mm-hmm. uh, um, but the, you can taste the residual sweetness in yeah. this. There's oh, this, this tastes like sure. candy. Yeah. This tastes like candy after it was fermented. There's if they would have had a little more aggressive yeast, it. Could could have gone in there and eaten some more of that sugar to and make it a little higher less alcohol. Sweet, but maybe they would like that. Like, oh, they, yeah. Then it's higher alcohol. Then it becomes uh, less, Then it's thinner. So they, it's exactly what they designed it to be. It's just, it's a sweet, you know. Yeah, yeah. This is a hangover. You know, like sweet, sweet alcohols will give you a nice hangover. Yes. Yes, they will. Absolutely. Which we're not trying to do here, but we are no. also only drinking a little bit of this. No. And with that, I wouldn't mind a spill bucket if there was mm. one handy. Oh, I think I can find something. Drew, uh, sorry to send you running mid-show. Drew, you go out there. You go but I, running. But I haven't eaten yet, and uh, drinking this double bock on yeah, an no. empty stomach's not the best best we'll, plan. We'll give you something. My stomach, my my stomach is my my spill bucket right now. But I had a massive breakfast. Here, so oh there we go. Oh my goodness! Uh, <laughs> I poured I, mine into I his guess, glass. I guess I, I, use, I am. I am now. I use his glass as my spill bucket. So, yeah, Drew, I'll get you something. Oh, oh boy, we'll open it up. Something now, man. This table's brutal on the mics, man. <laughs> That's because we have the rare uh, uh, drum stand microphones that are directly connected to the table. But you know what? People love it. They love it. makes them feel like they're here with us. All right. Yeah, this, that works. This is all written in German. You just gave me... He just had me Gunder Sturhausner Schneidbrow. Oh, Schneidbrow, yes. Private Browery Schneidel. Family owned and five generation. I don't know what style of beer it is. It's light in color. It's pretty cloudy though. German beer is not supposed to be cloudy. I've I've found some beers in here that weren't awesome, and that's not why I brought them to you. I promise. <laughs> no, but, yeah, I mean, we already know that these aren't very good. So you, you, guys you, drink you them. can hear him opening the cans, people. It's not like he resealed the cans. Like, oh, this is what we can get rid of. There were some winners. Oh, this is oxidized as hell. Try this. This is terrible. No, <laughs> this is terrible. 
wet cardboard. Schnadel brow. Wet cardboard. Oxidation is a chief enemy, a biggest enemy of beer. Yeah. Makes it go stale. Mm. Yeah. Makes it go stale like bread if you left your bread open. Ooh, here's the perfect picture of stale beer. If you went to a keg party and you had one of those hand pumps where you were pumping air onto the keg oh, to push yeah. it out instead of pumping CO2 onto the keg to yeah. push it out, the next day after that beer has had air pressure on it, uh, oxygen yeah. goes in it. Yeah. Oh, have you ever tried a keg beer like the day after? No, I don't oh, think so. No. That's a lie. We ha- we used to have kegs sitting I- on your back porch for weeks on end. I wouldn't drink from that stuff. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. I like it, the day old keg. It doesn't matter how hard you are, man. Nobody's drinking that beer. It is just right? awful. Yeah. yeah. Once it what once it stales like that, it's just gross. Just what a uh, traditionally would be called skunked a skunked beer. Uh, yes. Get, there we go. Yeah, you got yourself a pour bucket there. Get that out of here. We'll get this can out of here. Now, one thing, oxidation will. Oxidation will flash off in a little time, and maybe the beer wasn't as awful as I made it out to be. You, you mean if I wouldn't have told you guys it was awful, maybe you wouldn't have known. I mean, well, I I'll tell you what, it's not <laughs> it's not that I would have known that it was awful, but I could definitely tell that there was something off about it. It, was, it wasn't that enjoyable. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. It the, was, the aftertaste isn't uh, like the other one. Like I said, it made me think of a Goya and like a, well, no, but brought, brought the, memories, the other, sweet memories, the other of one, malted days. The other one tasted like fresh. Like it actually like it. Like he said, wet cardboard. Like it, it tasted stale. Yeah. So uh, this one is the one. If I had looked through these better and done a better job instead of just talking, I would have. We would have done the Hellas. This is my favorite beer style. It's a German light lager. Ooh. And it looks nice. It looks bright, no clear. That's a giant step forward. The it is much clearer than much more clear than the last one. Yeah, last one was straight up a um, orange, not see through at all. Right, and that is I was taught as a brewer that you should have clear beer. That's why we filter and centrifuge mm-hmm. and and condition and. But man, it's gotten to the point where those muddy old yeast laden beers are popular, and everybody thinks that's okay. I still like a nice bright beer like this. Mm. Sorry. It's very crisp. Are they all Kurt Beals brow? Big white head. So they're all, they're all this brand? No, they're, no? Th- this is the third different brand I think so, we've gotten. So this is Kurt Beals brow. Ellis traditionally brewed in the heart of Germany. Oh, this is very nice. Very crisp. Yeah. Little DMS, little dimethyl sulfide. Yeah. Uh, little corn kind of character, even though there's no corn in it. Mm-hmm. So a little fermentation. Want to take a stab at the ABC there? The ABV? ABV, that's what I meant. ABC is where I bought my beer. The ABV on this is 4.1. Uh, it says by volume, 5.3? Uh, ABV? Yeah, by volume, it's 5.3, really? Yeah. That's bigger than I expected. It's alcohol, 5.3%. They did it for us Americans. They know. Oh, yeah. so nice of them. <laughs> When they expect, you know, when you're making uh, your product to send to another country, you kind of look at that country and see what it is they like. Yeah. So they want to sell there, and they go, "Well, we got to make the Americans happy, so let's make." And they like a little stronger beer, so let's make our beer a little stronger. Yeah. And it's a Hellas. What makes it? What's exactly a Hellas? Uh, Hellas, I believe, is light in German. No, it's not. 
Lichten is light, but it's light. It's a German light lager, it's basically. Al- it's almost a version, the, their version of an American light lager, that type of more, the, it's the, the, a, a more drinkable. A respectable a light se- lager. A session. Yes. Yeah. yeah. With, no, uh, with no corn or rice in it. Like That's I'm, against the law. Like I'm thinking of my parents. Like my parents went somewhere and they had a hell of something menu. Most likely they could like probably have that and be happy with it. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a that means probably the lightest beer. Yeah, yeah. The Hellas is your lightest in the lineup usually. It is very uh very drinkable. I guess we did drink them backwards. You probably should have this one first and then the the darker one. But then uh, so the German word for Hellas can be translated as bright, light, or pale. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Tom nails it. That's why he's Tom the beer guy. Yeah. He's not Tom the not beer guy. Tom he's the old. dork guy. <laughs> hey, everyone's dorky about something. Yeah, welcome to the cinema dork at these. You just gotta admit it. That's all. I mean, Chris is a huge movie dork. I'm a comic book, video game dork. Dork. You're a beer dork. Oh, that's right. This is a movie. Yeah, we're we're all we're all a bunch of dorks. We're doing no, no. This is a friend. This is a friend podcast. This is where we hang out, have a good time, drinking beers, making people jealous that we're getting a a guided tour through Germany. Hold on, everybody. (laughs) I promise they're gonna start talking about the movies you tuned in (laughs) for. Eventually, it's fine. Maybe every once in a while. I'm. I mean, a lot of these people. I mean, they listen to PFT Media shows. If they listen to State of the Beer Union, then this would be right up their alley. There you go. It's, well, a, cro- it's a bit of a crossover. Tom, we were on that show. Yep. I think you did a two-parter, as a matter of fact. Those guys are cool. That was a good time. Good stuff. On hiatus for now, but they're going to uh, put happens. things back together soon. Still um, an entity online. They have a Facebook group, et cetera, et cetera, State of the Beer Union. Yeah. It's a good beer. It's a very drinkable beer. It is nice. Yes, I like it. All right, we have one more there. Let's... Here, take a big old slug of this one. Make sure we finish. Oh, did we did. Yeah, we finished that one. I think it's the that's mul- the bad. That's oh, the that's the malty that's one. That's the malty one. one. You want any more of the malty one? I'm good. And this is and the bad the, one. And that's the bad one. I have a little more of the malty one. Let's talk about one of the movies we saw. Which while we sip on this. Which one you talk about? What do you want to talk about, Chris? You want to talk about the one that came out last Tom, the week? The one that came out last week. All right. Well, we uh, that was underwater. So we've got underwater. Tom. Uh, it was. It's fifty-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Fifty-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So some people like it. Some people didn't find fair. Which which I get. It's okay. Def- I I would definitely put it it's in a, there. It's definitely a middle of the road kind of movie. I think. Uh, okay. This week it made. It was number eleven. Made three point six million dollars. A drop of forty-nine percent, which means last week it made like seven. Probably. So okay. total of does that have a total? Let's. That's fine. The the budget was only seven million dollars. Oh, seven million dollar budget. Yeah. Looks good for seven million. It's made twenty six so far. Twenty six looks good. For it seven. does. The only thing that I didn't like about I, I was fine with it just being alien underwater. You know, kind of an homage to that. Even though they did some twists here and there. You know, with like the final girl who yeah. and things of that nature. Right. Um. But there were. Plot points, like all the emotional points that they were trying to make in the movie, yeah. they seem to fall flat because I, I bet you in the editing room to get it down to 90 minutes, they were just cutting story. They cut a bunch of stuff out. Yeah. Like all of a sudden people are talking about their past relationship. And that they're in love. And it's like, but you guys have barely talked to each other. What is going on? Talk about their children and yeah. stuff like that. Like, what, what's going on? None of that makes any sense. The movie does just start right away. Like, yeah. All of a sudden we're go- we go. We go. Bad things happen. Go. Yeah, like there's no setup. You, like the setup for the world is during the chaos. So Tom, this movie underwater. It's pretty much alien, like Drew said, but underwater. So it's a, a underwater drilling sea base, 
bit of an eco message here, right? Where they're drilling at the bottom of the Mariana Trench. From there, there's some freaky shit down there, man. That's, you Dude, know, right? It's scary down there. You got no idea. movie. I didn't need no movie to tell me that. Right? Uh, but then that's not even enough for them. They get to the bottom of the trench and then they drill seven miles down into, down into the earth. Uh, did they even say why? It's just for something. No, they're going to get to Agartha for movie purposes. Yes. They'll make it to Agartha they're if they're gonna, not careful. Is that some sort of, uh, like, under, like, middle of the Earth kingdom where they have, like, dinosaurs? Yep, and, yep. Like, a journey to the center of the Earth type stuff? Yeah. Uh, kind of. Uh, this movie sort of alludes to, not necessarily that, but I've seen this in other movies, like a subthermal level yeah. where things get blocked, then it breaks through that subthermal, so something gets through. What monster movie did we just see that had that? Uh, I mean... The Meg. Yes. We didn't see it, but that I happens guess. in the Meg. In the Meg, there's like a layer of hot water that keeps the Meg underneath at the bottom of the ocean, but then climate change like fucks it up or something, and it gets through the little hole, and it's terrorizing people. Uh, so this one, movie starts with the, the station like, getting breached and exploding, and a couple characters trying to survive, and then it turns out very quickly, you see all this in the trailer, that something got let out. Of the breach, so these little like creatures are swimming around. Things. So it's very much like Alien, where they're just trying to get out. They're trying to get to an escape pod so they can leave. Everything's dark. You can't everything, see anything. Everything's dark. They can't see nothing. There's a group of survivors, and uh, and then there, there's some sort of alien, underwater alien thing. And the movie does have a couple surprises, and I think at the end, I, I, I enjoyed Dude, the ending. Bo- bonkers. Those are pretty. Dude. Yeah, they, I, I was like, oh, they're going there. Fucking bonkers i don't want to say what's happening no because i think it's a fun surprise dude it is it it is nuts yeah it's like what this is what they're doing yeah like it just there were a couple of movies that it kind of reminded me of sure where if we say them now people well no exactly but 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 if i say what movie reminded me of then you'll totally know what i'm talking about so i don't want to i don't want to ruin it but Mm -hmm. seriously just Mm -hmm. just for that arc there at the end yeah totally worth the 90 minute watch I think so. Even though the movie's not all really that good. I think it's fine. Uh, it, the payoff at the end is really fun. I think it's an HBO type movie. You yes. I mean? Definitely. Yeah. Catch it on streaming. It's a red box. Like, oh, yeah. oh, this movie's finally available. Yes. Let me watch it. Exactly. Um, it's PG-13. Yes. But... And you can tell because there, I, uh, one scene... Uh, what's his name? T.J. Miller? Yeah. He says, what the fuck? His mouth says fuck and it, they overdubbed it. It says hell. Oh, interesting. Yes. Interesting. I, I noticed it. Um, well, for being PG-13, it has a couple of moments that are uh, splatterier. Ooh, yeah, than, than I thought would be yeah, correct. A couple of very yes. interesting, gruesome moments. That happened quickly, but it was like, whoa. Yeah. It was a whoa. That's surprising. Uh-huh. Uh, overall, I, I would be on the 50, outside the 51% that likes it. I mean. My rating would only be like. It's. It's not as bad as the worst Alien movies. I think that's true. Uh, so I would put it at like a six out of ten, six point five out of ten. I, I'm right. I'm, I mean, in all reality, I don't think it deserves it any more than like maybe a five, five and a half. But okay. be, because I enjoyed the ending, yeah. and the fun that they had with it, yeah, the, I'll give it an extra point. All right, so maybe a six six one five. No. All right, so we're kind of in, in agreement yeah. on that one there. But I don't think I, it d- doesn't deserve it. But I'll give it to it <laughs> just because of where they went yeah. with the ending. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I feel with Terminator Three: Rise of the Machines. It's not a great movie, but it ends with the nuclear war happening, yeah. the machines winning, and bombs going off, and John Connor's like he's just at a bunker with Claire and, Danes, and then someone 
comes in like who's in charge over there and then he's just like i guess i am i am like, dun, 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 dun. i was like wow they did it they blew up the world that's incredible uh those movies are terrible so yeah, underwater was fine it Kristen was. stewart i like Kristen stewart vince castell is a great french actor yeah vince castell's great and uh who else oh that john gallery guy keeps popping up yeah T.J. Miller, he's DJ the comic Miller, relief. He's a guy who like says jokes. And I get it. Yeah, he's no game over man. Um, all right, so underwater, we saw that. That was okay. Yep. That was fine. This multi beer is very. I'm enjoying this. Uh, this multi deliciousness. Mm. I mean, you are a fan of the Malta, so I am a fan of the Malta. I drank this a lot when I was a kid. Nope. Um, other movie we saw, Bad Boys Three, BB4L, BB4L, Bad Boys for Life, BB4L, my favorite Star Wars character. <laughs> Uh, bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when somebody else tries to make a Michael Bay movie? Yeah, you can tell sometimes it's like they're trying to ape his style, trying to make the shots look like Michael Bay shots. No, they, and, I mean, they, yeah, they straight up straight did... Up. Trying, I mean, to do, trying to do the hero shots. The thing is... They don't look as good. Because of the way Michael Bay did Bad Boys and Bad Boys 2. Bad Boys like, 2. Those, those, those circular shots that are so known for in the movie. Like, yeah. you just, you can't not have that in the movie even if you're not Michael Bay and you do it worse than he did. Yeah, you're still just going to do it worse. But you got to do it. Um, we saw this movie. Do you even remember some of the Bad Boys movies? Have Absolutely. You, yeah. Um, any interest at all in seeing a sequel and having a third one? You know, they're action-packed and fun eye candy. You yeah. Know? I yeah, don't, yeah. I don't put a lot of effort into... Precisely. You know, I usually have better ways to fill my hours than well, that. They, yeah, sure. Yeah. But it, it, it is a nice way to just kick back. And like the James Bond. You know, I yeah. love the James Bond stuff. Yes. There's a new one coming out. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> well, and it's, it's, it's going to be problem. pretty badass, I yeah. trust. I think so, yeah. too. Yeah, But absolutely. I mean, at least the, the Bad I, Boys yeah, yeah. franchise is set in Miami, so there's... So much neon everywhere, it's and very, that always very, looks good on yeah, film. It's very Florida looking. Yeah, you get some cool sunsets and so like very mm-hmm. Miami Vice looking. Will Smith and Martin Lawrence have good chemistry with those types of characters. They do. Will I, Smith is a cocky guy. I think they went a little too far with the jokey jokes in Martin Lawrence this time. What year yeah, was, was the first jokey, one? Jokey. What year did the first 95? one? Ninety-five. Yeah, I was thinking. I remember some of my friends worked on. Uh, they did some big explosions on the on the uh, bridge to the yeah. keys. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they, yeah. The one that they had an old bridge. Uh-huh. That they yeah, were able they were to blown up. Yeah, for a lot of their stuff. So yeah, that would be right around that time. So 95. a lot of my, that's when I was leaving the craft. I, I left in two thousand and one. Uh, you you could if you stuck around, you could have worked on Bad Boys too. That was like two thousand three, <laughs> two thousand four. If you were still in it, you could. You could have worked in Bad Boys for Life. Oh, no, you did. Oh. You wouldn't want. I don't know if you. It's not the same prestige. Well, I did tell you that I came back out of the beer business for a minute, and uh, I got a call to be a grip for Transformers when they shot out of the Cape five or eight years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Because they, they did some uh, Cape Canaveral stuff. Yeah, yeah and when they yeah. Heard, when I got the call, they go, "Hey Tom, can you come help us grip for a couple of days at the Cape?" And I went, "No." <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought about it for a second. I go, "This might be fun." And I looked at my calendar. And I could clear off three days, and I said, "Hell yeah, I'll go out and grip for a couple of days." Yeah. So it was fun to just get back into the scene. But then what did, what did they have you do? What did they need you for for three days? The hauling cable up that damn VAB. Just, just straight up just, carry no, cables. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they wasn't glamorous. I promise you. They, they were desperate. Like yeah. we need grips, Tom. Please. Remember that guy that retired 15 years ago? Call him. I think he still lives in the state. <laughs> please, Tom. We'll pay you. We'll pay you the the union wages. Uh, that's fun. I least you can say you worked on Transformers. You, worked, yeah. you have worked on a Michael Bay movie. Um, 
Well, this one's not a Michael Bay movie. He produced it and has like a dumb little cameo real quick. They're like, what's that old lady with a beard doing out there? Oh, wait, that's Michael Bay. Oh, that's Michael Bay. Uh, The theater, we were in a packed theater. And it was a Thursday evening show. So you know how like movies come out on Friday? But now they put them on Thursday evenings. Um, at like seven, six, seven o'clock. No, that's smart. I can see the most. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, it used to be the midnight screening, and then it just kept bumping out earlier and earlier. Yeah. And earlier. Um, and then they counted towards the weekend because you know it's the like same as a bar. You don't run a special on Friday night because you know you're going to be busy Friday night already. Yeah. You yeah. run a special on Thursday night and drag people off their couches. Exactly. <laughs> and people, there's already movies they know that they can kick out of there on a Thursday because no one's seen them anyway. Rhymes are replaced with the new movie everyone's excited for. Pretty full theater. Yeah. A big one. Pretty full auditorium. The people loved it. They were laughing. Uh, like talking back at the screen. The whole shebang. Uh, like really, really into it. Which yeah. I think maybe helped my enjoyment of it a little bit. Also, my expectations were very low. Uh, yeah, and my expectations were at least met. Yours were met? <laughs> at my, least. Mine well, were, I guess, sort of There were low expectations, so they were easier to meet. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. Mine were so low that I think I was like, I was pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. by how much I did sort of enjoy. Oh my god, I'm, I'm down here. I'm exploding from the inside. Uh, I thought some of the humor worked. I thought it was kind of funny. Some of it. Some Not of it. all of it. I had, a couple, I had a couple of good laughs, you know, good chuckles here and there. Uh, I enjoyed seeing uh, the Will Smith-Lawrence team up is like so obviously it felt like a two-hour pilot episode for bad boys uh series bad boys (laughs) series they introduce a whole new team of people uh all new characters um i could see a whole series now where it's just called ammo just called ammo and it's about this new team and like will smith pops up a little bit in each episode and maybe martin lawrence and then martin lawrence is like uh He's like retired or a consultant or, or something. Because most of this movie is playing on how his character is finally retired. Yeah. That's the crux of this movie. They're old guys. It's like they're Lethal Weapon 4. Yeah. They're, they're the old guys. They're getting too now. old for this shit. They're getting too old for this shit. Will Smith doesn't want to be too old for this shit. Martin Lawrence is very happy to admit that he is yeah. and to retire. So he's like, what, you breaking up the team? Like, no, bad boys for life. They say bad boys for life like half a dozen times in this movie. Minimum. Minimum. Well, that might be quicker than you expected. To, to say it for life? Oh, yeah, that's true, actually. Oh. They actually, actually, that point was a plot point at one point where they're like, you, you died. Um, the, um, they announced how much money Moolah did it make over the weekend? 30. Oh, I think it made 30. Bad Boys for Life. Gross this 60. weekend. 59.175. So almost $60 million this weekend. Very good weekend for them for a January movie. R rated movie. Uh, Sony, I mean, it's, and, I believe it's Sony, and a, a thirty-eight international, so total ninety-seven. They already went ahead and announced the Bad Boys Four, meaning they officially burned their Bad Boys Four title. But that... <sighs> so the next one's gonna be called Bad Boys uh, Five. Much? What are they gonna? They call really Bad screwed the pooch on this one, they Chris. Fucked that up, man. No. They fucked it up. They did not expect there to be a Bad Boys Four, and now there is one. Bad and now they can't use BB4L. Bad Boys for Life Two. Ah. <sighs> Bad Boys, Life After Death. Bad Boys, <laughs> Two Five, Two Furious. Bad. You know up. there were there were some very Fast and Furious moments in this movie. Absolutely, sure. Yeah, I mean, you notice that I'm, they're younger directors. These guys, I'm so I'm sure they're heavily influenced by the Fast and Furious series. Yeah, yeah. it's a little weird. That's all. Just missing a little Vin Diesel. It was fun. Though. It was fine. It was fine. It's a fine movie. What's it? Uh, the Rotten Tomatoes score for it though? Oh, uh, it's actually. 
decent. It's not certified fresh, but it's 76%. 76%, that is pretty decent. Uh, what's the average rating? Like a 6.5, 6.7? 6. 6.15. Come on, I'm good at this. Uh, I would put it on like a, I'd say it's like a 6. It's like, it's, it's similar to underwater. Uh, audience score, though, through the roof. Well, audiences are stupid, so I expect them to like something dumb like this because it's very middle of the road. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a butt light of movies. It is, it is in you know, Tom It in no way like chat quarter pounder. Yeah, yeah it, oh, it, it, it in no. I love, I love a quarter pounder. It, it, it is a hamburger. <laughs> yes, exactly. But it, it in it in no way challenges you. No, no, or, no, no. I ain't trying to get challenged. No, it is very run of the mill. I ain't trying to get challenged. I'm trying to get melted cheese and grease in my body. Well, there you go. All right, like success. Get, get some bad boys for life then. At least now it's a fresh patty. At least now they make me pull over and wait for my uh, quarter pounder because I got to make it. That is good. Tom has something that we're talking about. He has not, what was that time I had a piece of meat? Uh, 1981? 78. Damn! Wow! That's what I'm talking about. I actually had a piece of pork the other night. It was slipped into some potatoes au gratin, and oh. that was a big old piece, and I tasted that, and I went, I know what that is. <laughs> oh, I kind of didn't for a minute. Oh, really? Wow, you forgot what pork tastes like. Oh, my goodness. Man. Uh, is that the... First time you've accidentally had meat, or have you like? Oh, I've had my little over years. Like, yeah, over I mean, years. it's not too big, and I don't, you know, I don't go suing bitches. Exactly, yeah, freak out about, about it. it. Right, sure. Uh, have you had any of the um, the impossible stuff or the beyond stuff? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, well, you have any favorites around those? Or they're pretty good. The pea protein, the ones that are made with pea protein, are better than the ones with all that other crazy pea what, protein. Which is actually a, good for us. Which one's a pea one? Does beyond yeah, do I pea? believe it's a beyond that yeah. uses the pea protein. Because I know Impossible is a, a soy. But I try to eat more, just like well, I, I, regular food. Yeah, no, I'm part. I'm, part, I'm one of these dummies. I, I still just want a burger. But yeah. then I want to be like, yeah, let me get one of them fake burgers. <laughs> yeah. but put cheese on it. Can I get a plant-based burger with all the cheese? But please put cheese <laughs> and mayo on it. With extra mayo. And then at at, uh, at Grills, uh, they bacon. do, uh, on their Impossible Burger, they do uh, plant-based uh, provolone cheese. I'm like, can you, uh, no, 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 no. no. Can I get the regular cheese on that? American, well, American see, cheese, please. That's <laughs> vegetarian. That's not vegan. Yeah. So vegetarians eat cheese. Yeah, I, yeah, I have vegetarian that shit up. And mayo, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, yeah, 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 100%. Anyhow, let's talk about fun stuff. Let's talk about we what also movie got, got me excited. Do you want to hold that for a minute or you want? Well, let me see. While we're looking at time here. It's your show. What are we doing, bud? We How got, are we doing this? We got five minutes. How are we doing this? So let's try another beer. And then... <laughs> come back yeah. for a second. Yeah. We'll try another beer. We'll take a break. And then we'll come back and talk about our media diet. So we'll talk about the movies that are exciting you. We'll talk about uh, the book that I'm reading that's exciting me. And then whatever... Uh, all the, exciting all the stuff week. I watched over the week. But in the meantime, Tom just opened another beer. What we got? We got a dark brown can. That's exciting. This is a Vienna lager. Now, Vienna is a style that you don't find very much I was gonna anymore. Say, so what makes it a Vienna lager as it, opposed to just a lager? Is was, that like the difference between a, a sausage and a Vienna sausage? No, no, no. It is a beer. It is, <laughs> is it a designated beer style, but okay. it shares a subcategory with Oktoberfest. So it is very similar to the Oktoberfest style of beer. Okay. It's kind of going to be amber. It's going to be a little malty. It's going to be a lot less malty than that first one we had. Okay. So um, this is going to be kind of like a lighter version of the first one we had. So okay. nice. it's a, somewhere a little between the Hellas and the uh, and then that 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 one that I just finished off. Yeah, yeah it'd be yeah. like if you took that big winter warmer we had earlier yeah. and mm-hmm. blended it with some Hellas. 
So maybe it'd be good for... Uh, oh, yeah, look at that. It's more of like a copper tone as yeah, opposed to no. uh, like the dark brown. But look how bright it is, real clear. No, yeah. you could read your newspaper through that. <laughs> but see, and, and the head's really white, too. Real white, dense, thick head. It's a funny way to describe it. It sounds like uh, Florida winter is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's got that malty character that comes from Munich malt. There's a certain kind of malt that you can actually make use 100% to make your beer with, but it's got enough of the complex sugars to leave it a bit sweet and malty oh. like this. And so this really one, neat. they have on top of the can, uh, like a system in the canning level, mm. fruitiness, three out of five, bitterness, three out of five, color, two out of five, mm. hoppiness, three out of five, maltiness, three out of five. That's very interesting. Absolutely educating beer people. Beer is such a wonderful, wonderful thing that you know we should know about it. It's it's funny. Back in the day, the rednecks that loved beer so much didn't know anything, anything about, about it. beer. No, well, I, you they, say rednecks. I mean, I think they they just know they like drinking it. They tell me, "Oh, I know everything about beer," and I go, "Really? What's the difference between an ale and a lager?" And my um, well, an ale gets me drunk. A lager gets me wait, drunker. Wait, wait, wait. No, I, I believe I have an ale when I eat my steak at the <laughs> restaurant down the road. Right, steak and ale. And I have a lager when I'm sawing wood in the woods. Five point one percent. It says. Mm. A nice malty, chewy. It's not as big and beefy as that first one. No, but this does have a nice little malt, malt uh, kick to it, and it's a light beer. And that's that's a trick is to have, make a light, crisp beer that still has uh, you know some flavor and malt character. Yeah, to it. sure. And the Germans are really good at doing that. Really, now that we said, it, it really is like between the the two that we just had, right in the middle. If we were doing like a sampler of light, it'd be like that Hellas. Then like this one. Correct. Exactly. Then. That would have been the tasting order. And we just forget that third oxidized one. But it would have been the Hellas. It <laughs> would have been this one. one and, then, then, and then it would have been the big winter warmer. You know, shout out to Scotch A Good Conversation. One of his sponsors is La Femme de Fromage. You know them? Oh, yeah. Uh, but you're vegan, right? No, I'm not. I'm just vegetarian. You're vegetarian. Okay, good. So you do cheeses? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They do. I've been this for so long. I'm grandfathered in. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I just don't want to make any assumptions. Okay. Yeah, no. uh, especially these days. Oh, my God. You get canceled. Ooh, cancel yeah, culture. Get... You're canceled. Hi, I'm Jeff Goldberg. Oh, no, that's later. We'll do it later. <laughs> um, the, uh, they do, I think, every Friday, um, a beer flight and grilled cheese pairing. It's quite good. It's very good. For like 12 bucks. They, wow. get, they give you three samples. So it's like, what, maybe four ounces yeah. of beer? Uh, maybe six ounces, maybe half a can. And then, like, a half of a, a grilled cheese sandwich, yeah. but with, like, nice thick bread, and then their cheeses and jams and stuff in there. But so they're paired together with, so you get the beer and then the grilled cheese sandwich that goes with it. It's wild. And it's they, fun. And they do it, so it's, like, a light one, a medium one, a dark one, and a dark one comes usually with some sort of, like, a, like a sweeter yeah. on-the-end grilled you, you cheese. You want it to pair, uh, you know, you get an assertive beer, you yeah. need an assertive food to pair with they, it. They know what they're doing over there, for sure, so and I can probably... Beer. A delicate uh, food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she knows So if you go there, if you guys listening, don't tell them I sent you because uh, that she doubt no idea what you're talking about. Tell them Peter sent you. Scotty, good conversation, and, and he'd appreciate that. He's not listening. This doesn't matter. Mm. Man, that's some good beer. <clears throat> Tom, that is nice Vienna, isn't it? I it do, is. I do appreciate this very much. I think. Let me see. Of these. I think this one's my favorite because it's a little maltier. But if I was going to be like, let's do some drinking, it'd have to be the Hellas. I mean, I, I'm a fan of the lighter beer. So the Hellas is uh, Hefeweizens. I like wheat beer as well because they're nice and light. This guy loves what Hefeweizen is. Cloud Chaser. This yeah. guy's Cloud Chaser crazy, Tom, let me tell you. Yeah. So 
it's good stuff. It's just it's beer to drink in Florida, man. It's hot down here, bro. It is hot down here. So Tom, if you're if you're not if you're having trouble finding a beer these days, like to really satisfy you, what is a style of beer that you know the at least lately that you know is sort of a go-to for you that you're going for? Man, I'm gonna expose myself pretty bad right here. Man, I don't like hops. Mm-hmm. I don't. Um, I just want a well-made lager, okay. and Kraft really doesn't, quite often doesn't spend much time doing it. And no, that's true. It, it, it feels seems, like Kraft it, it is too busy. It seems the craft community these days is too busy being the weird ones. Well, they're making experimental. A, well, yeah. what they're doing is they're making assertive beers to you know teach people that there's so much more to beer than the light you know mainstream lagers, mm-hmm. and uh, and I that's a that is an important thing. But there's a, also once you've learned all those beers and know all of them, then you start. Uh, you know, it's a journey, then you won't taste every beer. But once right. you've tasted them all, then you can start figuring out what it is you really would like to drink that evening because you right. had every one available so, or every style available. Yeah. So now you can make a, th- a really good judgment call on what you think is the best thing to drink. And you've been on this road for so long now that you already know. You're locked in. You know what you're looking for. Well, I'm so picky that I, I really just, in most circumstances, I'll settle for a Heineken in the can right. or a Miller Lite. And, okay. you know, um, I'm just, it's, it's hard to, I'm a jerk. Like my favorite one of my favorite beers in the world is like Bitburger and if I could have fresh oh, Bitburger I've had Bitburger I'd yeah. drink that every day that, man that means but, you gotta move to Germany but Tom. by the time <laughs> but by the time Bitburger gets here it's you know been pasteurized and gotten yeah. hot and cold and it's however many times hell of, hell of a that's, journey that's the problem here. yeah with yeah. the, the getting it, warm and stuff and then yeah. it makes its way finally onto the shelf and how what, what journey does that bottle of beer have under its belt by the time I put it in my mouth. It's, it's, you know, it's seriously, character that, experience. That song. bottle of beer may have traveled more and experienced more than some people <laughs> on the planet. Right. <laughs> than the average Trump supporter. Yeah, oh. exactly. Hey. Hey. Oh, so sorry. No, it's quite all right. I mean, I I definitely agree with you. 100%. So. <laughs> 100%. It's, uh, Trump supporters it's just are, play both sides. They're low information voters. They're predominantly... I haven't traveled as much as a bit Burker bottle of beer. Yeah, exactly. Not. Yeah, you know they, they live and die within twenty miles of where they were born. They haven't traveled more than a poorly thrown boomerang for Christ's sake. No. I mean, Damn, and I felt they... bad for a second. No, fuck, no, it's fuck fine. Them. <laughs> they get the inception of wow for, for being a bunch of shit. It's none of them. Not a single Trump supporter is. So I'm excited about a couple of shows. I saw a movie. Did you now? Because so did we. I drove to Gainesville to see this movie. Did whoa, you... whoa! Okay, this is good. This, this sounds like a story. I think we need to take a break first. Teaser. I'm gonna need a cigarette before you drove to I Gainesville listen to, the story. to see a movie. So Drew's gonna smoke a cigarette. I'm gonna need a cigarette before this. We're gonna take a quick break. And we're gonna find out what that movie is. We're gonna find out what Tom's excited about. Uh, what Drew's watching. We got a couple emails, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We got a fun second half for you guys. Uh, so I hope you're ready. Are you re- you guys ready? Oh yeah. All right. Oh yeah. Hold it down. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Show me. Welcome to Billy D's Death at the Movies. What is up, my dude? Happy anniversary to both of you and the show. Can't believe it's been seven years. What a ride. 
I know it's been a minute since I've touched base. I've been real busy with work and shooting shows and not seeing movies. I'm only up to number five on my 2020 hundo. But I did catch Luz. Luz? Luz? Luz on Shudder this week. This movie is deceptively short, but very dense in atmosphere. It's the most German attempt at a Lynch possession movie I've ever seen. I loved the aesthetic of this. It felt like it was from a different time. I also saw Uncut Gems a couple times at the end of last year. What a ride. Definitely a career-defining performance for Sandler, and the Safties are clearly maniacs, and I love it. I have the score on a loop at home. Well, with one year passing and another starting, I thought I'd toss my top 10 of 2019 into the ring. These are the movies that I saw in the final year of our Dark Lord that stuck with me the most. Knives Out, Best Double Cable Knit, Ready or Not, Best Ending, Jojo Rabbit, Fanciest Shoes, Midsummer, Best Cosplay, Tigers Are Not Afraid, Saddest Stuffed Animal, The Lighthouse, Best Bird, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Best Good Boy, Uncut Gems, Best Bad Boy, Parasite, Most Respectful Boy, One Cut of the Dead, is the best movie of 2019. Stay cool, Billy D. Hey, Joseph Guybert. Hey, Chris Crespo. Take this. Is it going to help me on my journey? It's going to help you on your journey. Okay, cool. It's a lump of salami. I mean, let's have something to eat. Here we go. Second half, 367. We're doing it. Drew Cogburn's on the internet at Antihair419, Facebook and Instagram. Follow at Drew Cogburn on Twitter. It's not me, but they do a great job. Cinema Crespediso at gmail.com is our email address, patreon.com slash Crespediso. Sign up for our Patreon. Uh, some of our latest episodes. You can hear our best of 2019, our worst of 2019, as well as a uh, our first of 12 months of Seagal. We did Above the Law, his very first movie. Check that out, guys. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Tom, where can people uh, follow, you, follow you online? The beers are catching up. Where can people follow you online if you want them to do so? I have actually kind of failed my personal social media reality the last couple of years. So cool. it would be best to punch you right straight towards my business. Yes. At OBP Buzz. There you at go. OBP Buzz is where to catch us on the Twits and, and uh, Instagram as well. Yeah, all that good stuff, man. Very good. And we've got a great social media manager. That's probably why I stopped just dealing with it at all. Because yeah, because they guy, do a much better job than you ever could. You don't well, have to. Well, I knew I needed it for the business, and he took over and did such a good job that mm. I just ended up retracting from it altogether. Yeah. So I don't Which is great if you can find someone to do that for you. Why not, man? You yeah. can focus on stuff. Yeah, but if you need to do some personal stuff, Tom the Beer Guy. I used to have a Tom the Beer Guy uh, Facebook. That I mean, I you still run. do. It's just not active. Yeah, I, mean, I just still don't do anything it. on yeah. it. It's there. People can like it if they want to. Just don't expect yeah. anything from it. Yeah, I get notifications. Yeah, you had four views today, and I go, "Cool." They saw my they saw my post from eighteen yeah. months ago. Yeah. <laughs> I get that every now and then from my Chris Crespo trivia account that I never really use, and I was like, "You got four views this week." I'm like, "Oh, what did they see?" Boy. They're looking. They want to hire you, man. Man, then they should be contacting <laughs> me and paying me the monies, bro. Um, all right, we're gonna do some media diets. You tease. You went to Gainesville to see a movie. What? movie did you see in Gainesville? And you better not say uh, like Transformers. <laughs> what? So disappointing. What did you see? 
It was a very limited release movie. I learned that it actually ended up playing the Enzion. Mm-hmm. I am uh, different and like a bunch of different things. I've always loved gourmet mushrooms. And, oh, um, yeah. oh yeah. The, the fungus movie. Fantastic fungi. Oh, Fantastic that- fungi. Paul Stamets, one of the guy that I've been buying mushroom uh, kits and mushrooms from for 30 years. Oh, and, very nice. And uh, he, he was kind of the star in the movie. It was just beautiful. Yeah, a lot and- of great time-lapse stuff. Mm-hmm. and. We saw a uh, a preview for it at the Enzion. We yeah. didn't catch it while it was there, but it looked super oh, interesting. It was only there for like one week, not even a week. Yet. Oh, they uh, they well at the beginning it was only going to play one place in the state at the Hippodrome oh. in Gainesville, which is for, why you went for two days, and you were so like, I, "Fuck it, I'm going." <laughs> <laughs> My sister lives up there, so I okay. went up and uh, so I went up and. Uh, took her to it but it was uh yeah it was really neat and um it just great time-lapse photography they brought in a guy that specializes in time-lapse cool mm. and they had some really good fo- footage yeah. and mushrooms are important fungus are. is important that's yeah. like a third kingdom you know at plants no, it i mean and from fungus. and sure. we tend to thin not think about them but they there's some cool shit like the uh if you're interested google uh smart slime mold yes uh, they've done some really cool there's- stuff finding that slime mold or molds can like plot a course they drew a, a transportation network that yeah. was better than the engineers drew the tokyo subway system yeah no i i saw that and also uh <laughs> apparently there's a uh there's some zoo in the united kingdom that just introduced the slime mold exhibit because of that paul thinks that they are sentient yeah that they're aware yeah <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's me in some way. To, uh, well, here's the thing. From I mean, from to move that way, from, communicate with each other. From, from what I've heard lately, with you know the more recent research that's been done, that you know fungus cilia underground is basically like the nervous system of the forest. Like oh, indeed. Like. Plants talk to each other and shit through this and they stuff. They work together. They, <laughs> they um, the largest living creature is like three hundred acres, and it spans between the Oregon Washington state line, and it's a mycelial yeah. bed of uh, you know of of a mushroom, <laughs> and it uh, it's huge. And if it's uh, missing one one like uh, element, magnesium or something, at the north side. It'll the actually bring it. magnesium up from the south side to so the north side's healthy. It's so just amazing. God damn. There's so much <laughs> to the planet that we don't Bonkers. know. That, oh, and I sounds like that book I just read, Semiosis, yeah. the Sue Burke book, where these people go to a planet and there's all these plant life on this planet that have evolved for millions of years. And there's whole chapters of the book from the plant's perspective. They talk about how they communicate with each other wow. and, and do exactly stuff like that. Like, oh, I have to send nutrients to this field over here so they can do this. And, and this is how we uh, make sure we all uh, live together in harmony and stuff. It's a fascinating book. I would like to note that my interest in mushrooms is the gourmet slash medicinal, like lion's mane mushroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, what do you have focus. growing? Like, last time I was at your place, it's been a while, but yeah, like a, like I was, cool, I was, was actually trying stuff. to grow lion's mane lion's because mane, you right? couldn't yeah. buy them. I no. mean, now you could buy kits to mm. grow them but then growing them's a pain and so i was buying these kits and sending them in and i built this humidity tent yeah. and i just kept running into obstacles i mean i wasn't into it as much as i was brewing and to overcome any obstacle i just sure. was hoping i could you know spend a couple hundred bucks and buy a little humidifier sure. and a timer and cold and, day and it kept yeah no no it just i kept running into obstacles and luckily about the time i was getting frustrated with it i met a young lad 
that started a mushroom garden, a mushroom farm here in downtown Orlando. Ooh. There you go. And I want to give him a plug, Nearby Naturals. Yeah. And he's, uh, he's at a lot of the, um, he's selling kits. He's at a lot of the farmer's markets. So if you're interested in some of these gourmet mushrooms, mm. I'm talking about Lion's Mane. It's most incredible to me. But he, he does six or eight different varieties and is doing a wonderful job. So check out Nearby Naturals if you're uh, in what Orlando. Do you, what do you do with that Lion's Mane mushroom? What are you doing with it? Oh, well, I'm kind of a vegetarian, and I've uh, and it's really good for your brain. There's a lot of neural uh, neural components to this thing mm. in, in the lion's mane, and a lot of people even take it in capsules. But I find it just wonderful. There's bunches of ways I can I'll shred it up like uh, and and saute it in butter, and then throw some barbecue sauce in it for oh, a pulled yeah. pork kind of thing. Yeah. Oh. And then I'll take it. It looks like a big head of cauliflower. Then I'll take it and slice it into steaks like you would cauliflower. Steaks sure, yeah, yeah. and a little ghee and a frying pan and then if you want to get crazy throw a frying pan on top of it and actually compress it while, okay. while yeah. you're sautéing it yeah. and knocks all that water out and then Damn. when you pull it off it sucks the butter back in you Damn, it sounds good shit is so good I want me some uh, buttery people, mushroom steaks people say you're a vegetarian well what the hell do you eat and I'm going good food oh, I eat a lot <laughs> of good food man stuff loaded in butter no oh, that sounds great um. Okay. Fan. Fantastic. Fire. Yeah. It did play at the end scene for a minute, but yeah, he got a visit with the sister and everything. He made an event out of it. That's very cool. And there's aren't movies. And what's that hippodrome like? Uh, it's old school. I thought I was going to go in this big, huge building, but it was really, you know, this big, like a theater. I thought yeah. it was a theater that they were going to put a pull a screen up in. And yeah, I've yeah. seen. I'm that's my background is in the theater because sure. I know exactly how that works. But oh no, they just had a little room off in the corner that they closed off and put a screen up. It wasn't much of a screen. Oh, it wow. was really it was pretty chintzy. A lot of people have a better home home. Uh, <laughs> that's it's really funny than what that what I saw this on. I was pretty disappointed when I got there, but no big. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty good movie though. You enjoyed yeah, the movie yeah. itself. And also, uh, and I don't do much for movies. You guys know that, sure. and I'm, I, that's why I say, "What the hell, you bring me back?" But I guess I'm nice enough and bring beer. Um, <laughs> uh, two TV shows that I really got enthused about. Perfect. The first First one was incredible, man. I got locked on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it, it said part one, part two, and part three. So I thought it was going to be like three one-hour episodes, and that's what I was in for. But yeah. oh no, part one was one whole season, and part two was two <laughs> oh. of the second season. Okay. And it's called, and it's a worse name. It's for out of Madrid, out of Spain, and Money Heist. Oh, and I've it, seen, I've seen the previews for that. And it's on Netflix, mm-hmm. and it just sucked me in, man. It's like thirty-five episodes, forty-five-minute yeah. episodes of one heist, the the taking over the mint at the Royal Mint in Madrid. Whoa. And it's just so compelling, and they did such a great job, and they d- did a great job dubbing it. You have to really, you could almost not notice that it's dubbed. Oh, oh wow. And uh, my parents watched Money Heist uh, sometime last year. I remember my uh, mom raving about it, saying it's a fantastic oh, show. And it's one of those that you just, you know, that you binge watch, mm-hmm. you know, because you just want, you know, it's hard to get up and come back and watch it. <laughs> yeah, because it's know, a heist movie. So, yeah, right. you want to know what's happening next. Like, oh, no, it's Cliffhanger, what's happening next? And they were a master at just holding it down. So if anybody thinks I might know a little bit about what's entertaining, give that thing a check out for sure. Money Heist. 
sorry, sorry. No, that's on Netflix. Casa de Papel. The money heist is a terrible name for it. It's like so generic. Casa de Papel. Is that's, uh, uh, house, house of Paper. Yeah, House of Paper. Paper House. Yeah, so that's where they print the money, so they take over the mint. That's a better name than Money Heist. Yeah, yeah. Money Heist sounds so, so generic. Yeah, it's like, it's that, like, is this a Bruce Willis, John Cusack movie <gasps> that no one wants to see? There are a lot of those lately. But, I think that's what this but is. But if you watch the first episode, you'll watch the whole run. and uh, Okay. Unless oh. it's just not your bag, and then don't watch the second one. It's pretty easy. Uh, all right. All right, so Fantastic Fun Guy and Money Heist. And you said something else? There was watching? one more that I loved, and it was just campy and fun and silly as could be. And uh, spa- uh, the, the freaking Lost in Space dropped their second. I almost oh, forgot all I, about Lost I, in Space. I, I, I haven't watched that yet, but I've, hear, I've heard good things about the show. The, I, I watched the first season. It was so cute and campy, and they get into these terrible situations right. and there's no way hell they're going to survive but and yet they, they do they, <laughs> they uh hell they remind me of that guy that uh macgyver they macgyver their way out yeah, of yeah, some yeah. damn how and it's just really compelling it was really fun oh, and cute i right. watch it on the treadmill so that's kind of what i'm looking for on oh, the treadmill perfect. Is just yeah eye candy kind of stuff so easy to watch get your mind off the torture of the treadmill uh are you are you a fan of the original or the 90s movie Vaguely, I didn't, you know, I watched it as a kid, the original series for yeah. sure, because that was on, you know, primetime back then. Sure. And, uh, but I didn't love it. Uh, but so it's not like you're coming at this with some sense of nostalgia. Yeah, like, oh, it, I'm so excited about this. A hint of nostalgia. Just a little it, was, bit. it wasn't like it was my favorite movie, when I, my favorite thing when I was a kid. Sure. So they redid it. It was just like, yeah, it was cutesy when I was a kid. But well, you, I frankly enjoying? like it more today than I did when I was oh, a kid. Fun. They did, did a really great job of it. And that's, that's very cool. Again, it's just, you know. It's compelling, and it gets you thinking about life on other planets. And right. oh shit, we're stuck in the middle of this galaxy. How are we gonna do it? Oh, we're gonna. And then it's got uh, some Robbie the Robot action, right? Updated Robbie the Robot. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. that's Robbie Robot, right? Uh, Lost no. in Space. No, that's Fantastic Danger Planet. Will Rogers. Uh, Danger Will Rogers. Yeah, it's the other robot. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking of Fantastic Planet. Uh, and that's all I got. Sorry, guys. That's all you got. You haven't read any uh, a fun book, maybe? Or uh... I've read a couple of good books. They're uh, not fiction. I read the one. Um, let's see. Because I'm I'm always looking for books to, to Six read. Six months days. ago. Um, it's been a, it's been a while. Then I put you on a spot with the you know. With the stuff or whatever. It was the one from the the Dutch historian who Utopia who had thinks that there's a path to Utopia if we'll just lock our arms and do it. Oh he's sure, yeah. A, he's yeah, the yeah. one that got everybody pissed off at Davos. Remember, they went to the all the rich people went to Davos yeah. to talk about how the world and what was wrong. Yeah, yeah. And, and, he, and he was like, "You guys all you know, flew taxes. private planes here, and you're not yeah. paying your taxes." Yeah, yeah, I like that guy. He called them out on Rutger Bergman. Yeah, I'm doing a little file search and I'll remember the name of the book hopefully but, by the so, end he of this wrote, paragraph. so he wrote a book about, yeah that was oh. his book it's really cool and it's his path forward he's going he 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 proposes you know as a historian he he's gone through history mm-hmm. and what we've been through mm-hmm. the human you know the human mm-hmm. uh, race and sure. the path we're on and i think when you've studied the path we've been on so well that makes it easier well, for yeah, you to project a path forward absolutely you know? yeah 100 uh, and he's he's very optimistic and got that nordic you know la, la, let's all work together to build a common awesome planet yeah utopia sorry and he's proposed a path forward for it's pretty pretty amazing but it was a compelling book but it involves all of us working together 
Yeah, we're going to have to be yeah, on the same team. I kind of see a problem with that now. There you go. Yeah, yeah, you exactly. You want me to work with these people, Tom? Well, the, that's how the Green New Deal, I'm also going to get on my other stump. So we're not, the Green New Deal is not going to pass because people don't care. Right. The Green New Deal is going to happen because it's just a better deal. There's going to come a time when uh, an electric car is 25% less than a gas car. Oh, yeah. sure. It's yeah, just, yeah. And that's just a few years when, away. When the economics it's of like, it just makes sense. It's like, do you want a $15,000 uh, gas car? Do you want a $10,000? electric car I'll take the electric well, car I'll thank take you. the $10,000 electric car money it's talks, a better car too money talks and bullshit walks the ones and, you show people and then we got solar panels you know it's good solar has gotten to the point where it's as cheap as your electric bill it's except you pay off your electric bill you never pay off your electric bill but when your solar panels you just get solar panels on your roof that's true and they get your electricity in your car you get that Tesla and, battery on the wall to store that uh, power uh, redistributed right, throughout the day right now you to cut the deal with the, the uh, power company and trade back and forth so you well, right now Florida you gotta get rid of that law that says we all have to be on the grid yeah that's weird that's weird but that's the a, bottom line is you can just make a payment for your like your to your solar panels like you make to your electric bill for mm. the same amount and in 12 years you pay it off and then you don't have an electric bill anymore or yeah. a gas bill because you're charging your car too man that'd be nice that's a plan forward see and the green new deal is going to work because it's a good value not because people give a shit but uh, uh, yeah, we'll see. Big oil, big oil is gonna be like, where's our? Cut? Oh, they're pissed off. Uh, Tesla's already pushed. Yeah, they, it's they they have it's no already, chance. It's now. already happening. The, it's, the it's genie's out of the bottle. Yeah, big oil's got to figure out something else to do. Same with coal. Genie's out of the those bottle. fuckers need to figure out a better path forward. It's already happening. Speaking of Jesus, Juicy Cogward, what's in your media diet lately? Uh, I, I watched the first five minutes of this awful movie called The Night Hunter ah. on Amazon with uh, Ben Kingsley and Henry Cavill. Uh, it took about five minutes of setup of the story to know that it was going to be dumb and derivative Damn. and I didn't need to watch anymore. Damn. So I stopped. Damn. So uh, don't recommend. No. Okay, what else are you watching then? <laughs> uh, I watched Blind Spotting on HBO. Oh, how was that? It was quite good. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to see it when I saw it. I mean, it's just, and so did I. We never, we never got around to it. And then when it came out on the in demand, I was like, oh. And then it was, it's been on HBO for a while, but I've had, to, I finally, you know, I've had some time on my hands. So I watched it. It was good. It didn't feel uh, overbearing, preachy, too much message. A little bit. Look like maybe messaging. Maybe a little. Definitely at the end, yeah. messagey. Messagey. But it was totally worth watching. Okay. All right, blind spotting. So, Night Hunter, no. Blind spotting, yes. Yes. Uh, I also watched uh, Bohemian Rhapsody because it's on HBO. Oh, you're finally, is that your first time watching it finally? Yes. All right, here we go. The Juice the Cogburn long awaited review of Bohemian Rhapsody. Take it away. It was quite good. Hey, you're right. Re- Remy Malik killed it. Yeah, he's very good. As uh, Freddie Mercury. Yeah, so, very, very good. And, and I mean, just with that alone, anybody could have been the other guys. Sure, no one cares but, about Brian but, May. But, but there were definitely. Like, I recognized one of the. Like, the drummer, he was just in that Six Underground movie. He was the parkour guy from okay. the Six Underground movie. Okay. Um,. I'd seen like the bass player before in other things, mm. so like they were the faces were sort of familiar, sort of familiar. But I mean, I remember Malik fucking stole the show. Uh, between that and Rocket Man, what would you prefer? 
actually, you know, I'm gonna go with Bohemian Rhapsody only because Queen's music's better. Queen's music's better. Whoa, the music component so, takes it home. See, now the thing for me is uh, I liked Rocket Man more, even though I like Queen more than Elton John. Mm-hmm. Queen more than Elton John. Go to see. It makes me want to talk like this when I talk about these movies. Uh, okay, so you finally saw Bohemian Rhapsody. Any, you see anything else over there, Drew? Yes. Oh, I finished up Bosch. So. Bosch! You got Bosch! I got Bosch! Just got Bosch! They they never at any point in time did anybody say you got Bosch, so I had to add it at the end when I thought, every time I thought it was appropriate. No, it's audience versus the patient. Yeah, Yeah, you gotta gotta do it at home. Yeah. You just got Bosch! Yep. But you gotta say it like that, like Mm -hmm. really really excited. Exactly. It works best if you're sitting stock still, and then you explode with you got Bosch. You got Bosch! It works even better if you're completely by yourself when you do it. Uh, Also, started, I watched. Did you like it? It was fine. It's just it, it's it, it is it's mediocre television it's, it's, at best. It's just Bosch. Yeah, it is. I mean, as lo- if you like generic cop shows, mm-hmm. Bosch will be fine. It's just a generic cop show with jazz. It is with jazz. <laughs> That's all. He it loves is. jazz. He, does. he loves hip restaurants in L.A. Oh, his his daughter is the worst actress on the planet. His daughter's a terrible actress. He knows turn by turn directions for anywhere you want to go. Bosch yeah. knows everything about L.A. You know, have you know the show we're talking about, Bosch? It's an no, Amazon show. No, but I'm going to LA next week. Well, first watch Bosch because it'll tell you everything you need to know about Los Angeles. And where to get the best food. Where to get the best food. Purple Skies, jazz music. Uh, it's just a dumb LA cop show. It is. What it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Michael Connelly is the same guy who wrote The Lincoln Lawyer. But Lance Reddick is in every fucking episode. Because he's like the, not the captain. Who is he? Yeah, he starts off as the captain and then starts he, as the captain. it's all, it yeah. just moves forward. Yeah, Lance Reddick's in it with yeah. uh, perfect posture. Yes. The entire time. Every time I see Lance Reddick, I'm like, man, that man knows how to stand in, in some, straight and, and <laughs> shoulders mo- back, like upright. And most of the time, bloodshot <laughs> eyes, completely bloodshot. Oh, that's that's high blood pressure. <laughs> that's what that is. This medicine's working overtime to keep him alive. Yep. Uh, okay, then you said something else after Bosch? Uh, I watched season one of Barry. Oh, you finally watched some Barry? Yes. And yes. It's, no. You know, seriously, for what it is, it's pretty. Uh, it's it's a little bit meta and on the nose because sure, it's about sure. a guy who's uh, like a contract killer yeah. and then he catches an acting bug. But since I'd, I'd, I'd only seen, uh, what's his face? Uh, Bill Hader. Bill Hader do comedy. Yeah. Like this is him doing drama. Yeah. So like he's in an acting class learning how to act, but it almost seems like he's actually learning how to act on the show too. Sure. So it's a little weird. And on the nose okay, okay. sometimes. Fair, fair. Is, is that because you expect him to be a comedian, and it's taken it, your mind a minute to accept it, or what it is? Is I, like. I have not like yet seen Bill Hader yeah. do okay. dramatic work. Go, oh, gotcha, gotcha. So, well, she's done some. Uh, yes, and but, the yeah. perfect transfer to that is the new Sasha Baron, uh, the spy. spy. I haven't yeah. seen that either. Yeah, I was wondering but what you guys think about that. I've heard it's good. Yes, Sasha Baron Cohen plays like uh, an Israeli it's take who a, uh, has it come out yet? Yeah, oh, it's, it's, it's on Netflix. It's, it's on a limited Netflix. series. Oh, it's a limited series on Netflix. Yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah. Too much content. Yeah, Sasha Baron Cohen in content. a uh, in a dramatic role. I want to watch in a dramatic it. role. Yeah. That's I just know that's going to be hard to well, watch. Well, hell, yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen went in a while and talks to play uh, Freddie Mercury. Yeah. You know that fell apart after a while. Ended up being Rami Malek. So we almost had a, a very dramatic. Uh, oh, Sasha Baron Cohen. that and the Fonz is in it. So a Henry Winkler. Yep. Oh, that guy. Yes, the Fonz. Um. 
Barry, right? So I got Barry's on my list. Barry's on my list. So many things on my list, Tom. I and that's only season one. Season two. How about the Irishman? Did you see that? I saw yes, that. I, I saw that. I love the Irishman. He, he loves it's it. It's my one of my favorite movies. Right. I enjoy. I saw it at the Enzian, and then I watched it again on Netflix. I was a Teamster, and mm-hmm. I studied Hoff a little bit. Mm-hmm. I they made Jimmy out to be a little more whiny and vulnerable than I think he really Interesting. was. I Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. In my studies of Jimmy left him a far stronger and man than that just blithering old fucking man. Interesting. I think they cheated Jimmy Hoffa greatly on the guy. That guy, he had a loud voice, but he didn't have the thick the gut and the depth that mm-hmm. Jimmy had. I never saw it, but what's the, how about that? Um, compared to that Jack Nicholson performance of of Hoffa, that was is, that from the nineties? Yeah, that, yeah. That, Nicholson did a far better job, and yeah. it's not just because he's Nicholson. It just you know the, that, that, a, that version it, of it Hoffa. was. Yeah, that was a better representation. That was a you know that was a man that had iron balls. Yeah. Jimmy Hoffa had iron balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy that they uh, the guy they put in the Irishman for him, Pacino, didn't have. Iron balls. Yeah, he was a That wasn't more. Pacino. That was a guy that killed him. I'm talking Hoffa himself. Yeah, the guy yeah. played Jimmy Hoffa. That's that wasn't Pacino. Yeah, it was. Yeah, the guy who killed him was De Niro. Oh, I got it. Okay, that's yeah. right. I didn't realize that was Pacino. Yeah. 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 He's like, uh, what was it? Uh, what, what, what he, he kept screaming. He's like, right, right into the sky. Uh, Unity? It wasn't Unity. Remember that speech you was having? Anyone? That was Drew, a long movie. Drew only saw it once. Yeah, pretty long. But, uh, Three and a half hours, not bad. Not bad. I don't think Jimmy would have blithered like this fucking guy. Interesting. Oh, interesting. Okay. All right. Taking issue with the Huffle portrayal as a blithering idiot. I like it. Um, I also watched Barry the- Bosch, Bohemian Rhapsody, Blind Spot. A lot of bees in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Working way through the bees. Also here. watched uh, Wild Wild Country. Wild Wild Country. No. Did, didn't you watch that last week? Oh, was that last week? You watched Wild Wild Country. Did I watch last that last week? week? Yeah. Okay. Didn't know if that was last week. Time runs together these days. Absolutely. Chris. Last week was Wild Wild Country, The Family, Bright Burn, and Men in Black. Yep. And I also watched the first two episodes of The Outsider on oh, HBO. Oh, and 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 enjoying it? Yes. No. Maybe so. It's uh, it's weird. It's interesting. It's yeah. based on Stephen King. Stephen King series, right? But uh, I mean, With, uh, what's his name? Bateman. Bateman and Bendelson. Ooh, the Bendelson. I like the Bendelson. I know so do I. And he's uh, he, he plays the cop. So. Uh, but yeah, it's weird. It's it's dark. So, you know, I had to find something light to watch afterwards, because if not, I would have been just probably depressed. So you watched Blindspotting after that? Uh, I actually watched Bohemian Rhapsody after that. That was very uplifting. Very uplifting, yes. Very uplifting. He's like, my teeth are, oh, I can all sing with these things in my mouth. Um, okay, anything else? Nope, that was all. All right. Uh, I heard I haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody, but I've heard that some people complained about how they vanillaed him up a little bit. Oh he yeah, was, a little bit, only a little. You know, I mean, uh, at least they did recognize that Freddie Mercury's not his real name, <laughs> right? You know, like what the his actual name is, name. what his what he grew up as, like all the other stuff. I mean, Just dealing with sexuality. Yes, a little bit of whitewashing, but they did address. That like was someone there. That it's not as whitewashed. It's not as whitewashed as like the James Brown movie. Yeah, where he was like they made him be like he, he was almost a nice guy. Yeah, in the James Brown movie, and he was such a bastard. James Brown was such a bastard, but it's a pretty damn good movie. I really enjoyed that movie. Get on. Up. I told you about focusing for James Brown, didn't I? I think you did. Well, you well we've got new. I believe so. We've got new uh, new audience, so I can tell the story yes, again. Do, I forget please. about that from a year ago. Um, 
It was uh, I was focusing for James Brown, mm-hmm. focusing lights, mm-hmm. and uh, the lighting director. I was up in a genie, and I'd read different colored lights, and the light, lighting director would say, "Keep the blue off the brown. Keep the blue off <laughs> yeah, the brown." Yeah, right. Yeah. So the, yeah. any blue light had to go places where James would not be, right. because black people look terrible in blue light. Yeah. So that was their goal was uh, that he wouldn't have any blue on him and, and look bad. So any blue light we used was like in places where he couldn't get right. into. But now it's uh get some purple light in there though, and uh, watch we was like moonlight and stuff like that, and well, marketing for like Black Panther. Uh, let's get them oh. purple. Let's get them purple lights in there. It looks great. They find it took a long time, Tom, but within like the last four years, they finally know how to light they black skin. They finally know how to light black skin, dark skin, and finally black people look beautiful like they should in, in movies. Because yeah, if you watch movies from the nineties, it's like how come this guy is just like eyeballs and teeth. Like he has no facial features. We, so what's going on here? That's when I, I made, can see Matthew McConaughey perfectly. That's when we made movies, and I we knew about that back then. As a matter of fact, people of color look better under like a gold, uh, a gold bounce, a amber gels and sure, such. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. And we actually have different color gels uh, bounces that will open up and bounce the sun off of, yeah. like a. Uh, if you're outside, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you can hold it down on the ground, catch the sunlight, and then just bounce that gold back underneath and oh, change color of light. Like, yeah, they look like Looks heroes. Good. There you go. That's uh, that's the Michael Bay shot. That's the bad boy shot. <laughs> He's got to bounce that light up. Um, I was on a cruise last week, so everything I did was cruise related. I saw that. That's awesome. It's family cruise. Crestways are cruising. So uh, I read a good bunch, good bunch of this book that I'm all about more than halfway through called The Blade Itself. By guy Joe Abercrombie. It's a fantasy series from 2006 through 2008, I think. And it's sort of future-ish, but past. It's like Game of Thrones, but I don't know when the time period is. Okay. And it's about, like, there's a guy who declares himself the king of the Northland. And he's coming to, like, he's declaring war on all the neighboring lands. And the the, the, the big king that's, uh you know, the center of the whole thing is a blittering idiot. Uh-huh. So the structure around him is trying to keep things in place. That sounds about right. So there's a whole bunch of different characters. Um... Uh, and they're all going to converge eventually. And it's only, it's a three book series. Halfway through book one. Enjoying it very, very much, I got to say. And uh, looking forward to seeing where it goes. And I can easily, easily see the HBO series in my mind as I read it. No. I got, I got. You already got some people cast? I got some people cast. I got Keanu Reeves as Logan Ninefingers, the uh, the sort of uh, assassin killer guy who just got himself a sweet sword. I got Ben Mendelsohn as a, uh, as a. Uh, uh, interrogator Glatzka, who's a, 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 a limping, deformed man, who's uh, great at torturing people. Mm. I got uh, uh, all sorts of people in my brain. It's a lot of fun. So, yep, yeah, it's a good book. I'm enjoying it. While on the ship, I did watch a, a, a few chunks of movies. I watched a good amount of Rocket Man. Uh, so it was my second oh, time wow. watching that. And it was actually, uh, I found it uh, more enjoyable the second time around. Okay, well, that's like, good. Yeah, I was like, man, this is a good movie. Uh, movies like that, you never, you never know if they're going to hold up after a second view. Exactly. Because you know? the first time, it, it's all new and fresh. Like, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. Oh, I like the music. But, I mean, how many times do I really want to watch that? Exactly. But since I'm on a, I was also one of those days where I wasn't feeling too great. Mm-hmm. It's like, let me just hang out in, the, in my room for a minute, lay down, put on TV. Not that many options. Rocket Man's on. Uh, I've had Elton John songs stuck in my head for like the last five days. There you go. So there you go. Um, watched. Uh, oh, they had a small cinema on the ship. Mm-hmm. It was a Royal Caribbean ship. They had a small room uh, that sat like forty people. So I just wandered in there one night just to check it out to see what the setup was like. I didn't actually watch anything, but I did watch maybe a minute of 
Downton Abbey. Oh, and uh, is it is it as British and uppity as we think it is? Well, that's the thing. I walked in there, I stood at the top of the stairs. The room, the theater was packed. It was like the 10 p.m. show, packed room of people watching it. Uh, it was Downton Abbey, right? But it was like there was some dude who he was waving around a gun, and someone was like wrestling him around. They got him on the ground, and then some lady like stepped on his hand to get the gun out so of his hand. It was an action scene. And I was like, what's going on? Yeah, it was like an action scene. I was like, I thought this was where's the house? Where's the queen? I was so confused. Uh, then I walked out of there. I was like, this bunch of nonsense. Uh, but like, one day they had Downton Abbey. One day they did Hobbs and Shaw. And then they just did all day. Just over yeah. and over. One day they did Maleficent 2. One day they did something that I've never heard of. It looked like some sort of Christian exploitation film. Mm. And then what was the fourth movie? Another movie that was like, eh. Oh, you know what I saw? While we were walking around Ca- Cozumel, I saw a theater, the Cinemex. And I walked up to the... To the kiosk just to see what movies they had at the Cinemex at Los Cinemex and uh, they had obviously like Spanish dub versions of like Star Wars that Spies in Disguise Will Smith animated yeah. movie uh, something else uh, oh Richard Jewell was there and then they had something that was like this is a Spanish film I have no idea what this is and then the thing I thought was most interesting, they have, uh, for a selection, they're showing in that theater, a Bruce Willis movie that is clearly, you can look at, at the box, clearly one of these ones that's like direct to Redbox, yeah. direct to video, essentially. It's like, oh, these poor Mexicans, like for us, it's direct to video garbage, but for them, they got seen in the theater. That sucks. They're getting some crap. But that's how you know why these movies get made. A lot of times you see these John Cusack movies, like he's the number station. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is this? Oh, they played in theaters in Lithuania. No wonder, oh. no wonder they're making these things yeah. still. This still plays in theaters. Um, I also saw uh, a little bit of Lion King. Rewatched some of that. <laughs> yep, it's not it's pretty boring. Yeah, it's not that good. Pretty, pretty boring. I mean, the animation is amazing. Yeah, but on the first time of watching, it's good. Second time on a small TV in, in my little uh, cabin, yeah. like not feeling too great. Like waiting for the Dramamine to kick in. I was like, yeah, this isn't, this isn't that good. Yeah. This Lion King movie's not that great. Um, otherwise, great trip. Good time. I enjoy my time in the Western Caribbean. Stuff my face with food. So much food. Uh, Drew. Chris. Send you some emails. He did. People sent us emails. Uh, for example, we got an email from Billy D. Mm-hmm. We, we already heard his death of the movies during the break, but he had a quick message from for us. So here we go. Take it away. Hey, dude. Hey, dude. Hey, Bill. Wow. Seven years. Hard to believe it's been going that long. It's been a pleasure. Aww. Thanks. Thanks, Bill. We appreciate it, buddy. Our New York City senior correspondent, horror film aficionado. He's the man. Follow Billy D all over the interwebs, wherever he has stuff. What else we got? I got an email from the Hard at Work show. What's up with the Hard at Work guys? Wow, your podcast is seven years old. Mm-hmm. Chances are your podcast no longer believes in the existence of Santa Claus. In a few years, your podcast is going to start getting boners. You're going to have to sit your podcast down and have the birds and the bees talk. Yep. It go- time goes by so fast, doesn't it? It's crazy. Seriously, though, congrats on the milestone. Aww. I'm happy to see you guys still killing it, and I'm proud to have had the opportunity to be on the show. Cheers to you guys, and here's to seven more. Hard at work, Nick. Oh, nice, thanks, nice. Nick. Nick's such a nice guy. Nick and Matt, they've been on the show before together and separately. The Hard at Work show is a show here in town. Uh, I can see that their show is very funny, that they're, that they're hard at work, Tom, because they're co-workers. And they, they record their show in the conference room at work. And then they put it out. So they're they're hard at work. Blink. Not really. On somebody else's payroll. On yep. someone else. Yeah, that's how you do it. Someone else's payroll. Good job, guys. They're fun. They're good guys. So they've got a paid podcast. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, they do. Smart. How do they do that? They outsmarted you. Damn it. Do it at work. When Damn it. boss ain't looking. They've done it in two years what we failed to do in seven. <clears throat> That's our emails. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate the well wishes, the seven-year anniversary of well wishes. Um, since I mentioned it, we do have a news story here. This is fascinating. So Disney bought Fox, right? They have they own 20th Century Fox. <laughs> they own Fox Searchlight. They are now officially removing the name Fox from everything. Okay. So from now on... It's just, what, Searchlight? Searchlight Pictures and 20th Century Films. Okay. So there you go. So you'll still see it says 20th yeah. Century. You'll still see it says Searchlight, but you will never see it say Fox. Is it going to say Fox News still? That's a completely they separate did. entity yeah, that yeah, Disney man. does they, not yeah, own. Yeah, they, they did not buy the news part. They only uh, bought their entertainment division. The Murdoch still will take the grip on Damn that. Damn it. Yeah. I was hoping that. No, nope, Fox News is still around, bud. Real, Sorry. Real bummer, right? Oh, I'd love to see Mickey Mouse delivered the state's propaganda. That'd be great. Ho <laughs> oh, ho! That's a witch hunt! The do nothing Democrats are well, it's a witch hunt! Uh, I find that fascinating. Um, Nicholas Cage said the movie Marriage Story should be required viewing. Oh, let me guess. It, it hit hard for him, for him and his divorce? For divorce. For divorce purposes, no. yes. You know about this movie, Tom, Marriage Story? No, but I can only guess. It's, uh, yeah, it's called Marriage Story, but it's about a divorce. <laughs> it's like modern Kramer versus Kramer. Uh, and it's actually, you know, it's pretty good. It's well written, well acted. Uh, Laura Dern's going to win Best Supporting Actress for it at the Oscars, stuff like that. Uh, but Nicolas Cage thought it was very, very well represented. Hit home for him. Of good for him. And then final story. Uh, speaking of bad boys earlier, Will Smith, he's talking about how he's going out there promoting this movie and tell people, go see this. You're going to love this movie. He said recently in one of his interviews, I guess, like it's a bunch of press. Um, he said, I know I say this all the time and sometimes I don't mean it, but this time I mean it. I really love this movie. So he's admitting that he has said he loved movies that are garbage. That him, like other actors, go out there on a promotional tour. They got to be like, yeah, go see this movie. It's going to be He told great. you two things. That he loved the movie mm-hmm. and that he doesn't always mean it when he loves a movie. Correct. You learned two things from that statement. Now, what do you want to, how you want to approach statement A based on statement B? That's up to you. But he is saying... Well, he was hoping it just lended credibility to Statement B, but everybody's going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's hey, go whoa. back to Statement A again so, here. So then actually, how, <laughs> can, how can we believe you then, Mr. Smith? Uh, so there you go. Those are, your, those are your fun news stories. Let's wrap this up with the game. Hi, I'm Jeff Goldblum. Like that. My job is to be devoted to love and to devotion itself. No, of course I don't die. I prevail, and the and the, the the great animals are let out in San Diego. All right, Tom, you know about Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon? Remember that one? That's from sort of like the '90s. That was a while ago. Remember Six Degrees? No. All right. Well, it's a simple chain game. We're doing Six Degrees of Jeff Goldblum. Okay. All right. So basically, we've been doing this long chain of game, one game where we started with Jackie Chan. And going movie actor, movie actor. We're trying to get to Jeff Goldblum. Let me give you the chain so you understand what we're doing, right? We start with Jackie Chan. This is back in episode 348. Jackie Chan. Uh, Jackie Chan's in the movie Rush Hour. Right? Chris Tucker is in the movie Rush Hour. Got it. Chris Tucker's in the movie Friday. Right? Friday also features the actor Ice Cube. Ice Cube was in the movie Anaconda. Anaconda features John Voight. Okay. John Voight was in the movie Tomb Raider 2. 
which features Angelina Jolie. That's where we're at now. So I need you. We're trying to get to Jeff Goldblum. Failing miserably. Don't feel the need to get there right now. But just name, if you will, an Angelina Jolie movie. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Hey, uh, no. Nope. Sorry. Oh, oh, man. Imagine if she was. I love that movie, too. What? Sorry. This guy's real. I hate my phone. Look at Instagram stories. Uh, Any Angelina Jolie movie that you can think of. You remember her, right? She's a skinny one. Yeah. Who who looks like her dad. Yeah. Poor girl uh, preemptively had her breasts removed. She did. She that double mastectomy because they had that gene that predisposes her to the same breast cancer that her mother had. Uh, Name a movie that she's in. Name a movie. Yeah. I think I'm gonna stick with Raiders of Lost Ark. She's not in Raiders of Lost Ark, (laughs) Tom. She was in the first Tomb Raider. God, I'm so sorry, man. It's okay. I'm looking at your walls. I'm listening to your chain, and I'm going. I don't know any of these. I'm gonna straight up fail. And sure enough, I can't think of a movie that Angelina Jolie's been in. Well, I mean, if she wasn't. Tomb Raider 2. She would have been in Tomb Raider. All right, thank you. All right, there you go. The first Tomb Raider movie. We did it. Yeah. That'll be for our next contestant on Six Degrees of Jeff Goldblum. Hi, I'm Jeff Goldblum. Um, all right, well, you know what? I think it's time we wrap this thing up. So let me, guys, excuse me. I'm going to turn to the audience here. Mm Mm-hmm. Time for my uh, time for my final thoughts. What is the moral of episode three hundred and sixty-seven? This week's moral is: uh, make sure your can assembly line is in order to avoid oxidation. Drew Sikagan, what do you have? I got nothing. Always with nothing. Tom, do you have any uh, word of advice? Maybe a moral for people. Oxygen is so necessary and so evil at the same time. Ooh. That's right. Tom with the great advice. Here's a cobra coming up short. That's, uh, that's uh, no, the way it normally goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, seventh anniversary episode is over, Tom. Thank you so much. You guys are awesome. You're for inviting awesome. a guy that knows no only worked in movies, didn't see any. I'm gonna bring. I've got to work in a movie, so for so us, that's, that's better, way better than watching them. Way better than ninety percent of the, the guests we have in here that yeah, barely even watch them. You know, I promise this all the time, but I've got an old grip friend that had a lot worked a lot more movies than me, and he's got a lot more stories. Would you guys like to have him? Let's sometime? get let's get him in here for a special episode. Uh, we'll just yeah. put him on the spot. And say stories, go oh, entertain us. You'll have to tell him to shut up. Oh, yes. That's, that's perfect. He will unload for you. All right. Awesome. We'll definitely make that happen. Well, sir, thank you, Tom. You're the best. All right. We appreciate it. Uh, hope for continued 2020 OBP success. What a world. Hope for yes. big announcements in the future, and I hope to be continue to, to be allowed to be a part of all the specials you got going on. Every time. Every time. Fucking. Every fucking time. I swear to God, I've, I've got the audio off and it just keeps coming back on. Maybe try not using the phone during the show. <laughs> I could do that too. Yeah, you could. Will you? No. But thank you for being on the show. Anyway, Drew, I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, buddy. Happy anniversary to you. And uh, to all our listeners, you are welcome for seven years of fantastic entertainment. And uh, here's the seven more question marks you yeah. myself. We'll I don't see. know about that. We'll see.
PFT Media Production.